Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. We're talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues booth. Presented by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors, a proud partner of your St. Louis Blues. Find your perfect new floor at our four convenient locations and online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. friend, the voice of the St. Louis Blues, Chris Kerber, is with us. Where has this season gone? It's amazing. Kerber, before we get started, I pointed out before we went to the break and I promoted that you were going to be on that you're, you're left-handed. When I was a youngster, as a lefty, I was told that we live in a right-handed world and that I needed to be more right-handed. Thus, I eat and write left-handed, do everything, or left-handed. Uh, I do everything else right-handed. You're, you're all lefty, Correct. No, I actually, I write right-handed. I do everything else left. Wow, okay. We're so, both weird. So, <laughs> yeah, we're both. Well, when I was, uh, apparently, and, and I, I've shown this to people, it kind of freaks them out a little bit, but I write backwards when I write left-handed. So apparently I mirror wrote when I was right, writing left-handed, So and they couldn't figure it out. So when I, I guess when I was in kindergarten, my mom told the teachers, well, when he comes in, just put the pencil on the other side of his paper. And so I guess that day I walked in, picked it up with my right hand and wrote fine right-handed. So I, I write right-handed, but I play all sports uh, left-handed, predominantly left-handed. Uh, I'm, I'm dead convinced, Randy, you know, because I'm a little dyslexic as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I'm a painfully slow reader uh, that I'm dead convinced that if somebody wrote a book right to left, I, I bet you I'd, I'd be a, I, I, I would read terrifically fast. <laughs> right. I'm actually, and I'm actually, I know I'd say it sounds like a joker, but I'm actually kind of serious. Like, no, I, uh, I get it. Like, I, the whole world looks better to me going right to left than the other way. My, hmm. my dog is an awesome dog. My dog is an awesome dog. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> 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 it was Easter was yesterday, Randy. That was spectacular. <laughs> well, listen, listen, there was a time. So, like, sometimes things look in reverse. And I pulled out. We lived in the Chesterfield Hill subdivision there. So I pulled out. I take to the right. And I'm, we're heading up towards 141. And I uh, just started driving. And I went. Hey, Mom, look. Look in that rearview mirror. That They must have brought that car over from England because the driver's on the wrong <laughs> side. And, and, and I looked at it in, in the rearview mirror, right? But, like, I reverse, I reverse things, you know? I and, see that. Uh, yeah, I get it. And, and she looked at me. She said, what? She said, pull over, and she drove the rest of the way. <laughs> oh, gosh. I, I curbs, I, at the beginning of this, I asked where this hockey season has gone. Man, it, even with all of the drama and everything that happened and the fact that they traded players, and it, it really has flown by for me. I, I do wonder where the hockey season has gone. Yeah, it has gone pretty quick. Uh, life seems to be flying at us, uh, you know, kind of like asteroids right now, but uh, I think, you know, I, I've been trying over the last couple of weeks to kind of keep a certain perspective on the season. As you know, I, I, I've said somewhat tongue-in-cheek that, well, the beginning of the year, first two-thirds, we screwed up losing or winning. Now we're screwing up losing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, you know, because we, we've gone from what was a pretty solid lock for a top-ten pick to a maybe, uh, depending on how this goes. And 
and I've kind of shifted my own philosophy on this or feelings on this having with the team having won, you know, eight of their last 15 games or 13 games. Uh, and, you know, and that, that's because winning is fun. But the, the reality of it is, is uh, I, I think if you're going to look back at this season, you're going to look back with disappointment. Uh, and, and I think that's fair. And because it was an unexpected fall, uh, the, the season started out really well with three terrific wins, and to you know, to a man, you're like, man, this this could end up being a heck of a season. This this has looked good, and then the bottom fell right out with an eight game losing streak, followed by a seven game win streak, as you know. And then you know they've never been more than three or four games above or below 500. They've been right in that range and consistently there, and and they've been consistently there whether it has been with O'Reilly Tarasenko Barbashev without. So that that creates a whole bunch of scenarios there. But um, no doubt a season that did not go as anticipated and unfortunately led to a complete changing of the guard and a retool. So we go from a season of high expectations now into an off-season of interesting expectations to see how they turn out. Well, Curbs, also I have a quick solution for you with your reading problem. You just need to learn Japanese. It's only one of the top five hardest languages to learn. That, yeah. that should help you out. <laughs> I, well, yeah, I, I can see it. You know, listen, I was I was out with my uncle that lives in California, and this is probably about, about 10 years ago. And we were talking. His, his wife's a school teacher like my wife is, and we were talking about reading. And, and, and this, is, this is actually, this was, this was game changer for me. I said, I don't read much. I go, and uh, they go, you don't, you don't read much in, in terms of books. And he said, well, why not? I go, cause I'm so slow. Like, like, it's just, it's just hard for me. It's always been hard. Like it, it's been a battle. And he looked at me and he, and he went, so what? And I said, what? He goes, well, so what? He goes, you know, it's not like you're doing a book report anymore. <laughs> now you just read for like, and, and if it takes you an extra month to read the book, it takes you an extra month. And I thought, well, Donovan, you know what? I'm like, that actually makes great sense. So we literally, we flew from Los Angeles. This is a true story. We flew from Los Angeles to Vancouver. And I was walking from the rink, from or from the hotel to the rink in Vancouver, about a mile, mile and a half walk from where we were staying. And I have a Chapters bookstore that was right along the way. And I literally, because, because of what my Uncle Sandy said, I, I went in, I, I stopped on the walk to the rink. I, I, I went into the bookstore. And I picked up a book about the, um, it's called Boy Soldier. I, I like, I, I love, uh, you know, uh, nonfiction and, uh, you know, and, and just kind of almost true biographies. And, and it was about a, a kid in Somalia that while he was walking to a talent show was picked up by the, uh, the rebels and thrown into their army. And eventually how he grew into there and eventually was rescued by UNICEF. Uh, and, and pulled out. And it's a terrific story. It was called Boy Soldier. And well, I read that book. And ever since then now, I've kind of gotten back into reading, but it took, it kind of took like you're, you're ingrained and in, in, in people out there will hear this. They'll understand what I'm talking about. You're, it's, you're forced to read so much in school, which is a good thing. I'm not knocking that. That sometimes for those that have been like me, where because of whether it be dyslexia, like there are times sometimes where I'll read the same line five times before like I have to use my fingers sometimes to get my eyes to shift down. Okay. And, uh, and I'm not embarrassed to say this to anybody. It's, 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 it's just a, it's a struggle I've had. So the, uh, sometimes it became such a chore 
that enjoyment was gone. Well, it, my Uncle Sandy looked at me one day at dinner. I'll never forget it. He went, so what? I went, well, that's perfect. So, like, right now I'm in the middle of reading, you know, Mel Brooks's book all about me. And, I, and I've gotten back to where I can enjoy it because of that. But it's a – it's, it, I, I feel for those that, that struggle with reading and, and things like that, because as, as much as we t- tend to, like we joke, I, I would love to learn Japanese, but I don't think I have the patience for that at this point. <laughs> the, um, uh, it's, it, it's a battle. Yeah, I, I but, can see like that. Like you said, so what? Hmm? Right. <laughs> well, I also wanted to ask you about, I don't know why it was silly of me to think this, that the rivalry would be done between Ryan Hartman and Jordan Bennington. But as we saw this weekend, that rivalry continuing between the two, what did you make of all that this weekend with the Wild and Hartman and Jordan Bennington? And will it be Jordan Bennington starting from here on out? Uh, I would expect it to be Jordan Bennington starting from here on out. I, I mean, it's just back-to-back games. That's all we have left. So, uh, I, I would expect that. Um, you know, it, it, it stunk and stung as a Blues fan that it's Hartman that scores that shorthanded goal. A little hesitation by Bennington uh, initially. Otherwise, he probably comes out and win it. Absolutely inexcusable uh, laziness on the power play, to be honest with you, uh, that, that led to those two shorthanded goals. And I, I don't think anybody can tap dance around that. Uh, I mean, it's just uh, the the special teams have gone off the off the rails here in the last uh, ten days uh, or, or so, uh, ten games even. But um, yeah, it's a shame that he scored. I, I love the rivalry that's being created. Uh, I'm not completely sold on Minnesota. You know, I, I love what they're doing as a team. They're extremely well coached by Dean Evason and, and Bill Guerin to me as general manager of the year to, to put a team that's a couple points in battling for a division title with $16 million in dead cap space. That's impressive. So uh, I, I think the rivalry part will be good. Uh, it's it stung that it was Hartman that scored it, but you know what it underscored for me, Brooke, and is the fact that I, I, the blues need some jam. However, Doug Armstrong, whatever Doug Armstrong is going to do this summer, and I have not talked to him about how he feels about his team, where he feels something's missing. He's clearly limited in cap space unless or until, either one of those words, he moves a player or two to free up more opportunities for himself. But if he doesn't, he's somewhat limited. But I I have no doubt in my mind that this hockey team needs a little jam. It needs a little swagger. Uh, I, I think you've got some top players that can get pushed out of the game clearly with physical play. Some that aren't willing to play through that physical play at the moment. And I think somebody to come in and give them a little bit of room, uh, someone to give you know a little liveliness in that locker room, I think it could be used as well. And, and to me, so it's part of the characteristic and maybe personality of the team as much as it is skill on the ice that needs to be looked at. Curbs, you talked about it briefly, but I was going to ask about those shorthanded goals. They gave up two, uh, had another one hit the post. Is it just the effort that is lacking, or is it is it something more than that? I mean, you're on the power play, and you're giving up short shorthanded goal and shorthanded goal opportunities. You know what, I, Kerry, you're a former pro athlete. Uh, I, I I am not. I, I, I struggle sometimes when – when a broadcaster or somebody that didn't play questions effort, because you never know what's going on and, you know, in, in, in someone's world or whatever. I, and I, and I just have a hard time believing in most cases that an athlete, a pro athlete that cares, uh, the effort is the part of it. I think it's the execution. Um, it, it's the mental focus. 
You know, I, I think the efforts there that, you know, Verona wants to make a good play. It just didn't happen. And, and, and by the way, sometimes too, all intentions to make a good play are, 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 are going to end up, you know, going against you. But to me, it's, to me, it's the mental focus of this hockey team, and it's it, it's it's been them all season long, and it and it's the execution part of it. It's being hard on the puck. It's making sure that if you're gonna do the drop pass at the blue line, that you complete that pass, you know, and even go to the go to the, the when with the goalie pulled, the Blues get the puck in, but then it comes out and the dump in by Pavel Butchnevich, right? He, he he shoots it so hard into the far corner with the intention of it coming back out, but that's a play that makes sense if your team's getting the line with speed. Well, they didn't have the line with speed, and it's an easy turnover, and boom, Spurgeon puts it in your net. Uh, so it's there's situational awareness, there's clock awareness, game awareness, and there's execution that really, I think, in general, not so much effort, but that execution um, – really is what bit this team, I think, hard this year. Curbs, we will be tuned in for the last couple on Wednesday and Thursday. Thanks so much for the time, and throughout the course of the season, we'd love to have you on. We'll do it again next Monday, but have a great time on Wednesday night and then a great last game in Dallas on Thursday, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks, y'all. We'll talk to you next week. All right, thanks, Curbs.